All right, folks, welcome back to Humans of the Pro-Life Movement, an initiative of the Pro-Life Guys podcast where we explore the lives of the defenders of the defenseless. My name is Cam. I am the host today, and I am joined by a good friend of mine, Carolyn. Welcome, Carolyn. How are you? I'm good, Cam. How are you? I am living the dream. I cannot complain. God is good. Um, awesome. And we're here to talk about being involved in the pro-life movement and... I, I feel like there's some people out there, maybe some people in our audience, some people that we've certainly talked to on street corners and on doorsteps to think that people in the pro-life movement, that's all they do, that that's all they are. They're just people who eat, breathe, and live the pro-life movement. And, and I'm sure that's the case for some people, but I'd, I'd love sure. to just go to you initially and just ask if you could share a little bit about yourself, a little bit about um, who you are and um, make yourself a little bit more human, apart from the superhero that you are. Who, who is Carolyn? <laughs> Who is Carolyn? Well, I'm a native Calgarian. I'll just say that I'm in my mid-50s. I have uh, four sons. I have two stepsons and two sons of my own, along with my husband. Uh, We run a plumbing and heating company in Calgary. I love camping and hanging out with my friends, having great conversation, playing board games, a little bit of crib, as you know. And uh, yeah, that's just a regular girl. <laughs> I certainly appreciate your appreciation of cribbage. It is a great, great card game. For those of you who don't know how to play cribbage, it's definitely worth learning how to play. Um, but I digress. Let's dive into this, Carolyn. Okay. Uh, I, I'd love to hear a little bit about your kind of journey towards being actively involved in the pro-life movement. You are without a doubt one of the most regular volunteers in the Calgary Volunteer Outreach Team. It is such a joy to see you on a, a weekly, sometimes even a daily basis doing pro-life outreach. But I'd, I'd love to hear a little bit about your journey towards getting actively involved in doing pro-life outreach. Okay, thank you, Cam. Um, Well, I'd like to start by saying that I am actually a victim of abortion. And after many, many years of just pushing it under the rug, I got some counseling and healing uh, in that area. And about two years ago, I started really digging into learning a lot about apologetics with my faith and started also learning a little bit more about the pro-life movement. And one evening, actually, my husband, George, said to me, you know what, I'm just going to buy you a ticket. We're sending you down to the USA because there were some people down there doing pro-life stuff. And we had a big giggle about it. And literally the next day, I came across CCBR on social media. And I was like, wow, this this is actually in Calgary, in Canada, a pro-life movement. And so I looked into it and they got me introduced to you and started learning more about it. And I started to become a volunteer like right away. And that was about almost two years ago. Mm-hmm. And, it has been a, I'm sure it's been a bit of a wild ride, but it has been such a joy to have you as a part of the team ever since then. Um, for a lot of people, it's a very gradual journey into um, getting very regularly involved in having conversations about abortion. But I feel like ever since you first got involved, you've been out at least once a week, sometimes two or three or even four times a week. And, and a question that a lot of people when I give presentations ask me is... Um, 
how how is it having your first conversation or getting involved initially? Do you? I I don't feel confident. I don't feel like I would do a very good job in my first conversation. And I'm wondering what your experience was when you first got involved. The first couple of conversations, or first couple of times that you came out and and joined the CCBR outreach team here in Calgary, did you feel like um, you had all of the answers right away, and that this wasn't a step out of your comfort zone, or was this a little bit more challenging than some people might think that it may have been? Well, I think from my own personal experience, I think anything new is a little bit nerve wracking, a little bit challenging. First couple of times I was out, I know I was with you for sure. And it was like, I'm just going to stand here and let Cam do all the talking until I start getting used to everything. But, you know, I think with anything, the more experience you have. And I mean, CCBR is amazing when it comes to equipping people and, you know, teaching them how to learn, how to talk to people and learning about the movement. The more you're out there, the more comfortable you get, or at least the more comfortable I became, and I'm still becoming more confident every time I go out. So I don't know, maybe there are some people that can just dive right in and just go for it. And even if you are a little bit, you know, hesitant, it's, it's just a matter of time before you get more comfortable. Exactly. I'm glad that you mentioned that that bit about the mentorship commitment that we try to have at CCBR of being able to help people through the um, the first couple times that they're out at, at the very least, if not longer, where you have that opportunity to listen to some of the conversations we're having. And then hopefully we can help out with some of the conversations that a new volunteer is having to help them feel comfortable to make sure that they're not flying completely solo and having to remember everything they learned in the workshop. Um, right. And so bearing that in Bearing that in mind, I one thing that I've always really appreciated from the way that you've engaged in in conversations, I'm sure that you've had hundreds, if not thousands, in the last couple of years, um, is how it's not just about book knowledge, right? It, it's not just about spewing facts out to the people that you're talking to, but really being real with people and and being able to engage them on a human level. And, and whether that's integrating part of your own testimony and your journey towards the pro-life movement, but, but just kind of being, um, being real with people, I suppose. And, and it brings me to the question of, for somebody who, who thinks that, you know what, I, I just need to read every book that's available and that will prepare me for conversations and I'll be just perfectly equipped. What, what would you say to somebody who had that kind of um, worldview or that idea of how to best prepare themselves for conversations? Well, I think you, you, I mean, you said it in a nutshell, you can be as educated and, and equipped, um, you know, till the cows come home kind of thing. But until you get out there and actually start having conversations with people, everybody's different. Some things that you think, you know, might work for this person doesn't work for another person. Um, and you said the humanness of it, just getting, having interaction with people and really getting to know where they're coming from and be able to have just conversation. Um, a lot of people, I think, just want to be heard. And a lot of these people have stories of their own. And for me personally, that's where I've really found a lot of fulfillment, being able to talk to people who have actually either been victims of abortion or men out there who have been part of it and, and didn't want to, and just to have somebody listen to them and talk to them and let them know that they're not alone. So you can have lots of uh, head knowledge, but I think the real core is about being 
you know, in community with people and just getting on that human level. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you said that, that it's not just about listening to respond, but listening to understand, understanding where people are coming from. Because as I'm sure that you found over the last couple of years that, that nobody becomes pro-abortion because they flipped a coin and, oh, I came up heads, therefore I'm going to support abortion um, till the cows come home sort of thing. The people have right. lived experiences. And I, I wonder if you could share a little bit about, um, a little bit more about these past two years of, of volunteering with CCBR, having conversations with people on street corners and on doorsteps. What has it been like to, to engage everyday Canadians in conversations about abortion? Are there any conversations that stick out to you in, in your mind that you'll, that you often think back on or remember, or what has this last couple of years been like volunteering? Well, it's definitely put me out of my comfort zone in a lot of ways, putting myself right out there in the front lines. And, um, you know, definitely there's some, there's some hard times with people because this is such an emotionally driven, um, issue. But I really have found that a lot of people, again, once you start finding that common ground with them and be able to have conversation with them, a lot of people are just open to talking. The ones that are a little bit more standoffish, a lot of them probably have a story. And if we're able to engage further in them, that's amazing. I would definitely um, like to mention the trip down to Florida. There was a lot of conversation down there talking to women that have um, been victims, um, women that have been raped, the brokenness, and just the love and support people are just really looking for and having incredible conversations with so many people, men and women, on both sides of the issue. Mm -hmm. And and just being able to share that genuine love of of people with them that, that so often pro-lifers are accused of only caring about pre-born children. And yet so much of what we do right. is trying to affirm their own value and, and help them see that, that their lives have value regardless of what they've done or haven't done, regardless of the decisions they've made, that kind of thing. And just sharing that there's hope for everybody, regardless of, of what right. decisions they've made in the past. Right. Totally. Yeah, Absolutely. Gotcha, gotcha. And so I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit. I know that, um, so I, just for the audience, I, I sent Carolyn four questions that I was hoping to ask her during um, the go, and this was not one of them, but it, it came up because, so I'll, I'll say that you mentioned that you're in your mid-50s. I don't think anyone in the audience would would believe that for a heartbeat. Um, you're, you're, you look much younger than that, I, I would say. Uh, I got more gray hair than you do. Um, you're so sweet. <laughs> but I, I got to ask, so we've, we've had on, on a few occasions, people will look at our social media and, and they'll say, oh, there's so many young people involved. There's no space for me as a, a stay-at-home mom or a, a retiree or somebody who's not currently in university or college or, or something like that within CCBR, within um, this kind of pro-life group. I'm going to have to look for a different pro-life group. Now, I'm curious, I, you've shared beautiful stories with me about your trip down to Florida. And I'm wondering if you could speak into that a little bit as to who can have a voice when it comes to having conversations with people about, about abortion. Is it just people who are in college or is it everybody who can have conversations? Well, Obviously, I believe it's everybody. I've met people uh, since I joined CCBR all the way from, you know, uh, middle teen ages all the way up to people that are, you know, older than myself. 
coming from all different walks of life. And again, I think back to my story is that everybody has different seasons in their lives and people have more time available at certain times. You don't have to be available, you know, five, six days a week, you know, eight hours a day to get involved in this movement. You can be involved at any level, whatever amount of time that you that you do want to choose to be involved. I just so happen to have a little bit more flexibility now in my life that I'm able to, you know, be more involved and and want to be. But it certainly uh, doesn't require you to, well, you can only be a volunteer if you can put in, you know, 40 Mm -hmm. hours a week. It's not about that. Every little bit will make, well, one conversation can make all the difference in the world. It's all it takes. Exactly. And and I think that brings us perfectly to that last question that, that I love to end, end these interviews on of um, if somebody in our audience is thinking, you know what, I Carolyn has so much courage and I'm so glad that God has called her to do this kind of work, but I'm just not ready. I'm just not prepared. I'm just not confident in my abilities to go out and talk to people about abortion. What would you say to somebody who is having those kind of doubts, having that kind of fear that they're not the kind of person who can have conversations about abortion? People that are hesitating and not sure if they're ready. I think it's one of those things where you just got to take a leap of faith and just get out there and give it a whirl. And you know what? We're going to stumble. We're going to fall. But again, the people that I've met in this organization and the support and the help that we get, we're always there to pick each other up and encourage one another. And you have a good day, great. And if it's not so, so good, then, you know, Give it another try the next day. But I think it's just taking that leap of faith and going, is this really what I want to do? And take a chance and and give it a try. And I think for the most part, people that get involved are obviously pretty thankful that they that they did. And just to not be afraid and just trust the process and give it a whirl. Mm-hmm. And and so I, I said that was going to be my last question, but your your answer provoked another question in my mind, and and just um, the impact that those conversations can make. I mean, you you mentioned it. We all know, or or I hope that everyone knows that that in Canada, where both you and I are living, Carolyn, uh, we're seeing around three hundred abortions every day in Canada. Similar numbers around the world. Um, tremendous numbers of human beings were being killed by abortion, and yet, as mm-hmm. you've mentioned a few times in this conversation, that. In the span of a conversation, you can actually make a difference. It, you you won't end abortion entirely globally within the span of one conversation, probably. If you can, that'd be awesome. I would super appreciate right. that. Um, right. But these conversations have an impact, right? We, we see people change their mind within the span of conversations. We see people who walk away with a pebble in their shoe. You can yeah. make a difference through this these conversations, through having a presence on a street corner or on a doorstep. It's not just an act of utility, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's, it just, it blows my mind every time I go out and I see people change their minds, things that they had no clue about. I guess maybe a lot of the lies that they've heard and believe what they thought abortion was. And yeah, it's it, every time I go out and <laughs> anytime I get an email or something from you, Cam saying, Oh, unfortunately, you know, it's way too cold. We have to cancel today. I'm like, you know, missing another opportunity, but I don't think there's ever been a time I've been out that something significant hasn't happened. 
in somebody's life that's come across us, that's had conversation with us. I can't think of a better note to end on. Thank you so, so much, Carolyn, for joining us today for Humans of the Pro-Life Movement. It's so cool to hear the stories of people like yourself who are having conversations, who are changing minds and saving lives and are doing it while being a, a very ordinary, extraordinary person, somebody who who's living a, a quote-unquote normal life, as it were, and, and able to come out when she can. Thank you very much. Uh, for you, the audience, if, if you want to nominate somebody that we should feature on Humans of the Pro-Life Movement, maybe somebody in your town or city that you think would be a great candidate to have on, who's got a beautiful and inspiring story like Carolyn's here, um, please let us know. Go to our website, prolifeguys.com, um, and let us know how to get in touch with them. Or if you yourself want to be featured on the show, please do that as well. Um, a few other points that Peter has asked me to mention. Um, don't forget to tune in to our regular episodes of the Pro-Life Guys. We are constantly trying to put out more and more quality content so that you can have these good conversations about abortion with people in your spheres of influence. And finally, um, I'll give a shout out to another new show that we're doing called The Pulse, in which we hope to kind of round up all of the, the good, bad, and the ugly happening in the world of abortion globally so that you know what's going on worldwide when it comes to abortion. Thanks so much. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks again, Carolyn, for joining me. And God bless you in, in all the pro-life outreach that you're doing. <laughs>